Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Pohl. I'm a life coach, health coach, and hypnotist at the Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about uh, all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I will be your host and I will have special guests from time to time. And as a matter of fact, I have a guest for you today that I'm super excited to introduce you to. But if you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment um, in a voice message. So now let's get started. So let me, all of a sudden I realized I got different windows and stuff open. I had to, had to get rid of it. Talk about unedited and raw. <laughs> <laughs> and this wonderful lady right here is Lorna Vaughn. And I just wanted to tell you, I've been following her for a very long time um, on Facebook. And um, she really intrigued me. Gosh, I don't even remember when I first started seeing you, but you had the, the longer hair and you wore the hat and you had this wonderful, amazing jewelry. And I was always <laughs> fascinated with this jewelry that you were wearing. And, um, and your message was just so good. And you had such an amazing following. And I will tell you, one of the things that always amazed me when you would do a live, it wasn't even... I don't even know that they were all scheduled. It seemed like they were impromptu lives and you would have so many people on there interacting and um, just really, really soaking in your message. And I was one of them. I would pop on every time I saw that you were live. And then at some point you, it seemed like you were kind of going a little dark and I started feeling a little uncomfortable and that that just doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. And so I just kind of walked away. And so I didn't see you for quite a while. Um, and then all of a sudden you pop back in and you were short hair, all new. And I think you got married in the meantime. And I mean, you and you had a very different message about you. And it seemed like you 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 probably lost some followers not a clue but it seems like when you get on their live now it's the still the same experience that you just suddenly people are popping in and you know you know it's 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 an amazing thing to me at the the draw and pull that you have with people hmm. um so i just wanted to to let our listeners know how i know of you and that i reached out to you because things have changed so much for you that it's it's really cool in to me because anytime you can see someone who is at the top of their game, they're doing amazing, and then they have a change of heart. And you know, yours is a, a is a big one with religion and things, but there are a lot of people that have just a change of heart that they're going to change their um uh their their niche, I guess is what you'd say. And they can't, you know, walk away and switch to a niche that they they would be more suited to. So it's fascinating to me that you were able to say, this is what I'm going to do. And you just like, 
and there you are. So <laughs> just go ahead, if you don't mind, just share a little bit about your journey and how you got started. And I mean, it's it, it's got to be fascinating. I don't know your full story. I just know oh, you gosh. from from seeing you on on there. I mean, I remember hearing you talking about certain things um, when you were on your lives, but, you know, just go ahead and share yeah. that if you don't mind. Um, well, it's hard to, um, it's hard to really know where to start. Okay. I had a career, I had a career in corporate America for, for 15, 15 years or so. And, um, I rose to the top of that world and I was most of the time in sales and marketing, but I sat on boards of some companies and I worked for some CEOs and it was always in the place of helping entrepreneurs, break through their revenue ceilings and helping them with their messaging and all that. But I was totally miserable, mm. totally and completely miserable. And I, I remember waking up one morning and I was in this beautiful, you know, three story half million dollar condo. And I had my Lexus downstairs and I had my fur coats and I had this big title. And I, all I could think is, you know, there's some, there's some Starbucks barista downtown Chicago, which is where I'm from where this is her perfect life. This is her dream life. This is what she wants more than anything, but it's not mine. And I just want to die. And, you know, a lot of people from that world talk about golden handcuffs. It was just, I couldn't leave. The money had me, the fame, the, all this stuff. So I had to get kicked out. God had to kick me out three times. <laughs> because I'm stubborn. Um, so I got fired the first time. It was actually my family business that I helped build. And my mom eventually said, you got to get out of here because I was miserable. And I just had, I was losing my soul. I just, I was miserable. And um, I went through, you know, years of what I call the dark night of the soul. Years. Four horrible years. I had a couple nervous breakdowns. I became suicidal. It was bad. And um, eventually I, I kind of tried to get back into the corporate world and kind of recreate my life back there. But God was like, I don't think you understand <laughs> that when I kick you out, you're not coming back in. So I managed to get in for a minute, but I just couldn't make it work anymore. I just, I literally couldn't make it work. And it was kind of terrifying because I didn't know what else to do. Um, and I had worked myself up to a point where I couldn't get a lower level, quote unquote, job. You got too much. I'm like, yeah. I'm overqualified. Yeah. You know? So I was stuck. And um, last thing that happened is I got a job and I was fired after 10 weeks over the phone by the CEO. And I plunged into a very serious other you know, depression. And, and I think this is what happens for a lot of people who reject their calling. What the way I would say it now is if you do not listen to God's voice and he has a purpose for you, you are not going to be a happy person. Mm -hmm. You are not going to be happy. Yes. You might be rich, <laughs> but you're not going to be happy. Well, you know, um, not just really quick. I heard somebody talking the other day. And one of the things that he said was that, um, that a lot of times 
God puts you in situations to be miserable so that you can grow through the process. And he said, one of the worst mistakes that a lot of people make is they get in this hole and everything, they start praying, God, get me out of this hole. And God says, I just put you in that hole. So you learn how to get out of the damn hole. So get out of the hole. So, <laughs> so I thought that was just really, really good. Pardon? Yeah, it's, it reminds me of, um, I was reading in First Kings today about this prophet who goes to the one of the kings of, I think it's Israel, who had really been angering God. And he had a very um, unpleasant, unwelcome message to bring to this king from God. And God said, don't go back the way you came. Go a different way home. And it's kind of the same thing. However, we got into the hole. We have to get out a different way. Mm hmm. And I finally, you know, thought to myself, I, I know that I'm supposed to do some kind of spiritual transformational work with people. And so I, and I also had done a lot of study of Carl Jung and I, and I, and I, and I knew that this was some kind of breakthrough that was trying to happen. And when a breakthrough doesn't happen, it looks like a breakdown, right? you know? And so I, I decided, I mean, even though, you know, my, my parents were very seriously concerned and they, they should have been, it was, I was, you know, I was suicidal because I'm, by this time I was 40, I was 43, four or something. I mean, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. This yeah. Cause at that age, you think that you've, you, you'll be where you're going to be the, yeah. whether it's the white picket fence and the marriage and the kids or whatever it, the, the dream is, that's when you assume you're there. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I ended up getting diagnosed with the couple. I ended up getting diagnosed, um, bipolar with bipolar and, and PTSD. And this woman wanted to put me on medication. And I said, I'm not I am not doing that because I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is I'm not listening. At the time, I I I, I probably would have said God, but the deeper I got into New Age, the word God left. I, I didn't like that word anymore. But at the time, I probably would have said I'm not listening. I'm not listening to God. That's why this is happening. If I listen to Him, I I don't need the pills. I am not advocating that for everybody. I just knew in my heart that was true for me. So I decided that I was just going to do the thing and just start my business. And, <clears throat> and I did, and I kind of burst onto the scene mm -hmm. um, from nowhere. I mean, I didn't have a bit, you know, I had a short little flare of a business several years before on Facebook during those four years of, you know, the dark night of the soul, but no one knew me, you know, I hadn't been on Facebook for 18 months. I I'd never run an online business before. And I, I burst onto the scene um, and, and my message was kind of like, look, if you're a maverick, is if you're a disruptor, if you have an uncomfortable message to bring to the world, you got to have the courage to say the thing and do the thing and trust that, you know, your calling is going to protect you and, and, and stepping into your calling is not going to be the problem. It's not stepping into your calling. That's the problem. Right. And I kind of taught people how to sell and market. Now, this is where, you know, I, I would not use these words anymore, but I taught them to sell and market using their own energy. I, I started to teach what I called alchemy, mm -hmm. energy alchemy. That was my biggest group. I had 4,200 people in there after about a year and a half. Um, 
I built a million dollar business in 10 months working maybe 20 hours a week. Um, and I began to really be seen as an influencer and a trendsetter and people called me a spiritual guru and all kinds of things that went to my head and made me think that I had something really special to say. Um, and when it got dark was <laughs> about a year, a little, a little less than a year and a half in to that. And I started, you know, I, I was always doing my business coaching and my sales and marketing coaching, but I started to get more into kind of consciousness and channeling because I was, you know, those live streams, part of the mm -hmm. reason why they were so magnetic is because I was channeling and I was channeling some pretty, you know, powerful, but I would not say light beings, mm -hmm. but I didn't know that at the time. I didn't understand and or believe what I do now, which is that if I'm not under the protection of Christ, something can look like a high level, hot being of light. And it is not. And I was playing with fire is how I see it now. And I mm -hmm. didn't know it at the time because Satan doesn't look like the dark. He doesn't look he's not going to look scary at the beginning. That's, that's a stupid strategy. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. going to appear. <laughs> he's going to appear light, light. There's a there's a verse in. I think it's first Corinthians or second Corinthians 11, 14 for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So I'm in new age and I don't know that verse in the Bible, even though I was raised Christian, my dad's a priest. I got missionaries and pastors all throughout my lineage on both sides. I just didn't know that I was playing with fire. And I think a lot of people don't know that. And so it, but they don't tend to go as dark as I as I did. And I think the reason I ended up going as dark as I did is because I just have that side to me. Mm -hmm. I just have that, you know, I remember I was in, I was in therapy when I was in high school and, um, why my therapist broke confidentiality and talked to my mom, I don't know, but, <laughs> but, but my mom said to me later that my therapist said to my mom, Lorna will go right up to the edge but she won't go over. And I'm telling you that that woman, she was right. I will go right to the edge because I just have to see what everybody's so scared of. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got to see what what is so scary and who's telling me it's scary anyway. And what do they know? Mm -hmm. Who is this <laughs> they? Who's this they? Exactly. <laughs> um, and I found out. And you're right, it got very dark. And mm -hmm. and the funny thing is, though, the ironic thing is, though, even at the beginning when it felt light, it wasn't. It was dark at the beginning. It just doesn't appear that way at the beginning. That's mm -hmm. not the way it works at all. Um, you were even, if I'm remembering right, when you were getting into the darker place, you were almost looked like you were kind of beginning to have a costume um, feel about you something it was very it was very caricaturized yeah, yeah it was yeah. very it was there was definitely a um there was definitely a a kind of a yeah I'm not really sure what you would call it but yeah I, I it was almost a, it almost had to feel like you were uh, a person in a play or something yeah. and you were putting yeah. on this costume but the it wasn't I don't know if it was the words you were saying because I don't remember those, but I remember the energetic feel that was coming yeah. off of you was feeling like, I yeah. think this isn't for me. And that's when I walked away. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I started saying dark is the newest, lightest light. 
Mm. And dark mm. consciousness, which which is a big thing now. I mean, it's 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 all over the place. People were not talking about dark, the dark. They were not talking about dark consciousness anywhere online before I started talking about it. And now it's the it's the big thing. I mean, it's everywhere. Ev- all brands are going dark. Everybody's talking about it. And um, I regret that, you know, and I have repented for that. And I have asked for forgiveness because I have I created a, a huge movement mm-hmm. that Satan mm-hmm. is just very happy about. Yeah. And but, you know, you know, when you think about it, though, don't you think that um, everything that happens to us has its place? And so maybe you were put into that place sure. to catapult you into the lightness that you're in now and maybe everybody that is following in those footsteps and stuff that's their journey to figure out where they need to go from there I mean yes absolutely I mean you know and it and also it doesn't mean that it wasn't sinful and that I shouldn't repent for it um you know it it reminds me of one of the stories in the old testament I was reading a while ago where God is speaking to a king and I can't remember his name, but he is not an Israeli king. He's a, he's, he's a king of another nation and he's going to, and the Israel is the Israelites have sinned against God. Again, they've disobeyed him. They've done something he said they shouldn't do just, they were constantly doing and he was going to punish them because that's what he told them. If you obey me, I will reward you. If you don't, you're going to be in trouble. You're not going to like it. So he says to this king, um, woe to you, King, whatever his name is. You are the rod of my wrath. And he goes on to say that he's going to use this king to 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 rout the Israelites and to kill the Israelites. And then he's going to punish the king for doing it. Hmm. And and I remember reading that early on after I converted and I my aunt Kathy, who's been a believer forever and ever. She's in her 70s she's been my mentor kind of helping me deprogram from new age and, and, and kind of understand what the word says and what the Bible means and what God really is telling us. And I said, I'm sorry, but I need an explanation (laughs) for why. (laughs) Um, Cause this feels very wrong. And she said to me, God will never turn someone's heart to evil that isn't totally happy to do the evil. But the fact is it's evil. Mm -hmm. And if your heart is willing to do it, you've sinned and you need to repent. And if you don't, there's consequences. And I thought, wow, like amazing. Okay. I totally get it. And so that's what I would say is like, yes, it's all a part of my life. It's all a part of my journey. And also it was wrong. And my pride um, and my ego were, and also yet my sincerity. I mean, I really did think that I was doing good. I, I did not think that I was channeling anything negative at all. Not a bone in my body ever thought that. Um. And so, you know, my heart was in the right place, but it was still sorely deceived. And I deceived and I misled a lot of people. Um, And so it's to me, it's either or Mm -hmm. I can't change the past. um, 
And I wouldn't be where I am if I had lived a different life. And at the same time, it was wrong. And it misled a lot of people. And and also at the same time, they have free will and they could have used the discernment that it sounds like you used. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's nuanced. I think it's yes and no. It's both and, you know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, we like you said, we all have free will. And I think that if you're paying attention, you can feel when things are not right and you can make a decision not to do something or not to not to listen anymore, you know, turn off the channel, you know, keep going. Um, and but there's a lot of people that kind of feel that and say, well, I still want to hear, I still want to, you know, and like I said, I don't even remember the words that you said. I don't know if it was the words that you were saying that bothered me the most, or just the energy, the costumes, the energy, it just, it felt very cinematic and Mm -hmm. almost like a, um, in some of these old movies where they're doing the sacrifices (laughs) and they're doing all these different things that had that cinematic feel to it to me. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, um, but like, you know, like you said, everybody has free will. And so if that was the message that they wanted to hear, they would have kept looking around to find it, you know? And they have, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they've they've begged me, you know, many people when I finally came back and, and said that I'm born again. And I, you know, people were like, I mean, I had so, it's so many people say, now I know miracles are real. <laughs> <laughs> because the likelihood. So as just, you know, when did you meet your husband? I met well. I met him um, in June of 2020, right after I moved. Basically, the week I moved here to Tucson from okay. Chicago. Um, and he literally showed up at my door. Literally knocked at my door. Um, and he he was my assistant. I I told my assistant I I bought a home and I need help with all the stuff. Like I you know help and all the paintings and the curtains and all of that and he is he's a he's in construction and he had a handyman construction business and uh she forgot to tell me that she found somebody and scheduled him to show up at my my house so i opened the door because i'm like hi i have a week How, how does anybody know that i'm here yeah and i opened the door and i you know i um it's, it's one of those talk about cinematic. It was one of those Hollywood moments where time stopped and we just kind of stared into each other's eyes. Who in the world is this? And I literally forgot my manners. I mean, I forgot <laughs> to invite him inside. I was like, who is this man most beautiful beautiful man most gorgeous piercing blue eyes I have ever seen just unbelievable so anyway I invited him inside and I'm like by the way why are you here (laughs) 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 and um he was like well you know you're assistant and you need help and I'm like oh you're oh you're my hand this is wonderful I'm gonna have to find all kinds of work for you (laughs) the list just got longer (laughs) 
so we, we turns out after talking for maybe five minutes that he had worked on my parents' home for two years hmm. and knew my parents very well. And had gone to dinner with them, coffee with my dad. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. Um, Cause they had moved to Tucson several years before. So anyway, that's how we met. We started dating in the fall of that year. And um, we took a break for about six months and then he came back and in the fall of last fall of last year, we got married. Okay. Wait, no. Fall of 21. Okay. So yeah. the year before. Yeah. Year and a half. Yeah. 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 Yep. So and he was a believer. Uh huh. And he was, um, I mean, I just, when I, when I came to Christ, which it's only been four months, um, I had this, you know, I think this happens to a lot of people. Like they just, especially people who've been really steeped in new age and gone real, really deep into it. You just kind of do this re life review, like, whoa, like, whoa. It's kind of like if you're watching a movie and there's a huge plot twist at the end. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go back over the whole movie from the beginning and be like, wait a minute. Oh my gosh, that was happening. No way. You know? Yeah. That's to see if I you could see doing. it coming. You mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And just, and just to kind of suddenly realize, wait a minute. And so I did that, you know, and I was like, my Andrew married me while I was seeing all this crazy blasphemous stuff all the time, you know, and I, and I was working on a tarot deck and I was, I mean, what, like, it just blew my mind that he, that, and I remember him saying very, very early on, I think this is one of our first dates. And he said, I think that God sent me to you to bring you back to him. And I was so annoyed. <laughs> I was going to ask, <laughs> how did you feel about that statement? <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, really? Well, I think that God sent you to me so that I can bring you to God. Like, I was so indignant. I was just like, you don't even know, you know, so indignant, so arrogant. And he was right. And he was just patiently, just patient with me. And, and I just, I don't understand. I can't, I just, I mean, people don't know my story really. And these probably your listeners and, and viewers don't, I mean, the, the fact that I accepted Christ as my savior and, and confess that I'm a sinner and that he is the way and the truth and life. This is not, I cannot at the time. Time, I could not have imagined a worse spiritual condition hmm. than becoming a born again Christian. Why is that? Really? Um, well, because to me at the time it was Neanderthal spirituality, mm -hmm. backwards thinking, you know, I mean, we've, so was your experience, cause you, know? you said you were raised in a Christian home. So was your experience mm -hmm. back then as, um, something to get away from um and and i but i you know is that kind of what led you to start feeling that way well yes and no um i loved going to church you know my my dad was a priest an episcopal priest for most of my childhood and my my mom's dad was a missionary actually way to way up in the yukon they 
they they lived literally like it's like i say it's like little house in the tundra i mean she they lived in a log cabin that he built with his hands they had no running water and no electricity until she was 16 um and their entire life was devoted to him being a missionary to this tribe of canadian canadian indians i just i have missionaries and evangelists and priests and pastors on both sides of my family and and I loved going to church and I loved my dad's sermons and I loved the hymns. And I, I, we, we, you know, we chanted a Psalm before dinner every night. I mean, I loved it, but I will say that I was not able to separate the human Christians that I lived with who had flaws. And, you know, I mean, I didn't have, an awesome childhood. I, I had some trauma. Um, and I, that's, I think that's common in, in most, most families, but when you, when you, when you see the disconnect, you know, kind of the public leader and the private person, whether mm-hmm. it was my dad or other people in the family who I, who I also saw kind of this, that's not how you actually are though, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're human. You know, we're human and we have problems and, and I wasn't able to disconnect the two. And so I walked away from the whole thing because I was like, this is, this is a fraud basically. And another piece of it was not only that, but it was, um, intellectually, I started to question, you know, I mean, really, are we really going to believe this book that was written, you know? a couple hundred years most of the books were not even written for 40 years or 50 years after he died and you know and and what about all the books that were left out and what about so you know all of those kind of intellectualizing of the faith um kind of really flooded in and at the same time that i was starting to question that so were my parents okay so we all kind of walked (laughs) out of the faith kind of at the same time and that was when that was basically at the end of high school um and then I spent probably 10 years being a hardcore like agnostic like if I can't you know I I can't I don't know I I can't I can't to me atheists were like really you can know there's not a god I mean come on you know I mean that's a little silly Mm -hmm. is there one can I prove it no but can I prove it no so I think it's just this way that people appease their sense of unease and fear of living in a scary world. You know, I was yeah. just. And, and, you know, I will say when you're, when you're saying that about the family and how the, the face they show the world is not the way they are inside the home and everything. And there's a lot of stories about things like that. Some are very extreme, um, yeah. but I will say, I, I had a real hard time for a very long time because I felt like the most unchristian people I'd ever met, I'd met in church. Yeah, exactly. You know? And exactly. it was like, I don't and understand. And kind of vice versa also, right? Do what? Well, kind of vice versa. Yeah. You know, it seems to me like you can be super happy and it has nothing to do with whether you're Christian and you can be super miserable and angry and it has nothing to do with whether you're Christian. Yeah. So what's the point? You know, I mean, th- th- it was all about what am I getting out of it, which is just bizarre to me now. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, and also just 
because I did not have a personal relationship with Jesus, it, it really, I don't think that I know that I didn't. It was, it was more theoretical. I was like a theoretical Christian, you know, mm-hmm. um, I had to, I had to take it on their authority who Jesus was. And if Jesus is the type of person that inspires people to act that way, I'm not interested, you know? Yeah. Um, if, if he's the type of God that allows that type of behavior to just kind of pass from a Christian, but not a non-Christian, I'm not interested. You know, all the, all the issues that people have right. with Christianity right. that I totally understand. And so I just, I just walked away and, and I did not give it a backward glance, you know, and I stepped into being an agnostic for 10 years. And then I kind of started to open back up to maybe there is something more than just the physical universe. You know, I'd had some weird, weird synchronicities that my super intellectual brain was like, that's weird. So what kind of synchronicities are you talking about? Well, I was pregnant at the time and, Mm -hmm. um, and my, my friend was real super woo woo with, I was like, oh my gosh, she's like talking about how she's channeling all these angels. And she went to this energy worker um, who also happened to be a, just a, a straight ahead chiropractor who worked, who did prenatal chiropractic work. And I went to this woman for that. I was so not interested in any of her energy stuff. So we did this session and I'm walking out of her office and she stops me right at the door and she says, you know, Lorna, you're really blocked right here. You you live only in your head. You don't live in your body and you really might want to look at that. And I'm like, whatever. I'm six months pregnant. I don't know how you think I'm not living in my body. That's but all I'm doing right now. <laughs> all I'm doing. Um, of course, she was talking about my shock rod. It was mm-hmm. blocked and whatever. So... The next day I go to my therapist who I'd been seeing for years and had never said a single woo-woo thing because if she had it probably wouldn't kept seeing her and we do our session and I get up and I'm walking out the door and she stops me and says Lorna I just need to tell you you're really blocked right here you live only in your head and not in your body you might want to think about it and I was like (laughs) I'm sorry what (laughs) you know it was one of those like what just happened? Like yeah. what? I couldn't, I couldn't dismiss it. So I started to, I asked her, I said, what do you mean? Like, literally, do you know my chiropractor? <laughs> like, have you talked? <laughs> Is that your sister, you know? perhaps? <laughs> Is it your sister? So then she was talking about chakras and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this stuff is real. This is ridiculous. I don't have chakras you know? And so that's how I stepped into new age. And I just did it with one little toe and then another toe. And then my, and then, and then as it often happens with people, it's just, you just go deeper and deeper and deeper. And that was 2000, that was 2005. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. That was 2005. And I just, I, for many, many years, while I was all doing my corporate hotshot stuff during the day, I was doing this secret new age stuff, you know, on the nights and weekends mm-hmm. and never would have admitted it to my corporate 
clients, you know, and didn't really want my new age people to know that I was working, you know, in corporate. this kind of soulless corporate place. Yeah. And, um, and then that's kind of how, you know, we catch up to the story we started with where after 10 years in corporate with this happening kind of on the sidelines and me feeling like maybe there is, maybe I am meant to have some kind of spiritual impact on people. Obviously it can't be a Christian one, you know? Um, so it must be this thing. It must be life coaching kind of whatever kind of coaching. And so that's when I went into my business finally in 2017, I took, I married the two. I married mm -hmm. my corporate expertise of sales and marketing, my new age energetics, you know, the metaphysics of, of things and tapping getting into and doing all of that stuff. And I married the two. And I somehow was just able to articulate it in a way that people just like, boom, you know, mm -hmm. I get it. And my business took off. But the problem is that I was, and I was channeling and I, and I know how that feels because <clears throat> I don't do it anymore. And it's a very clear difference. You know, when I get onto a live stream, that energy is not there. And, um, and I know that even though I was looking light and speaking about the light and thinking that I was working in the light, it wasn't because nothing changed. It, things get, just got darker. And that's really how I believe Satan works. He, he gives you a little taste of poison, really. And if you don't recoil, like you recoiled, mm -hmm. right? I didn't. I was like, hmm, well, if it doesn't kill me, you know, <laughs> I just, unfortunately, I just, I have that streak in me where I'm fascinated with, with the darkness. It's terrible. It's not okay. I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't. But there's something there that, that causes me to be so, you know, fascinated with how we get lost. Mm -hmm. and how we get lost with the best of intentions you know well that's and, maybe that's part of your gift is the fact that you can kind of be in that dark place find your way out and you can actually attest to this is what it feels like and this is what happened mm -hmm. and you know you that maybe that's your gift that when people mm -hmm. say they're feeling a certain way you can say well I know exactly what that is that's what I felt mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I'm right now in a place where I'm, I'm really trying to, I, like you said in the introduction, I have totally burned my business to the ground. I mean, I burned down a multi-million dollar brand that mm -hmm. was at the top of, you know, I mean, not the top of the top, not even close, but, but it was up there in yeah. terms of the spiritual brands, spiritual coaching brands. And I burned it down. And, yeah, because uh, I will say, I even, you know, when, um, when I had asked you um, to do this and you had said that you would, I went back and looked at, I think it was your, I don't remember if it was your Facebook, I guess it was your Facebook and it has a couple of links on there, but there, there's nothing there. They don't link to anything. And I thought, okay, so let's go to the source here. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm rebuilding from the ground up. You know, yeah. I, I spent five hours, literally five hours straight, deleting every post and every picture from middle of last year, even to the end of last year, all the way back to 2017. Mm -hmm. It's all gone. So Um, how did that feel when you were doing that? Horrible. I was shocked. I mean, you know, I was, I was shocked. I was, I was just appalled at the things I was saying. Um, which, you know, saying things like dark, the dark is the newest, lightest light. That's demonic. That's demonic. The dark is dark. And it is of the devil and the light. And, but I had this way, this very clever way of kind of turning a phrase to make to make what should never be palatable fascinating mm-hmm. to people. And they did. They binged my stuff i mean i would have people tell me they they literally binged hours and hours and hours of my material because it was so fascinating and compelling and scintillating and really blasphemous um so it was very disturbing to go back and read it and to see my pictures i mean i don't you probably had left by this point (laughs) but there's a picture of me i did a photo shoot and I'm, it's kind of, um, it's kind of, the camera's kind of down. So it's kind of looking at me up, you know, kind of like this mm-hmm. from kind of the ground level. So I look really kind of tall and I have black wings and smoke around my head. Holy moly. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and I'm looking at this, like, it's hard to be more obvious it would be difficult <laughs> to make it more obviously demonic. I mean, I suppose, you know, if I put horns on my head, but I mean, come on, like, how did I not see this? How did so many other people? I mean, you saw it, but lots of people didn't. And if you look online, I actually just, I just, um, I just did a post on this a couple of days ago. There's this, Magdalene tarot deck that so perfectly depicts the way that the devil disguises himself but shows himself and Mm -hmm. images are the easiest words are harder images are super easy the outside of the deck is beautiful and light and it's got roses and it's like kind of red and gold and white and it's, it's beautiful but the one picture on the of the card that they show in the kind of promotional thing is this woman with black, black eyes, like super heavy, dark. You can't even see her eyes. It's like holes for eyes and this really hard look on her face. And, all that's, and I'm like, that's it. That's how it looks. It's so obvious, but it's not obvious because we think, well, but it's light, but it's so it's not dark because it's light you know Mm -hmm. and same with me like people would get onto my live streams and kind of have this weird uncomfortable feeling but but I don't look I'm not my voice is pleasant you know I'm smiling I'm laughing I'm not screaming at people I'm not telling them they suck I'm 
I'm entertaining. I, I, so I think for a lot of people, they're just, it's like their brain kind of breaks Mm -hmm. and they're like, how can this be bad? Yeah. I mean, the way I'm being right now is exactly how I was. So So I think a lot of people were just like, but I mean, look at her. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you think your, how, how is your business? Um, I know it's different now. So what are you doing now in your business that, um, you are proud to talk about? Good question. So I'm really still figuring that out, but Mm -hmm. what I'm coming, what I'm landing on is kind of, is helping people do what I have done. So I have successfully relaunched my business, um, and I'm working with clients and I'm building out my, my book of business and all of that. And, and, and it's mostly with people who are, are ex new agers who had a business that they had to walk away from, or that they know they can't lead in the same way. I mean, if you're from new age and you give your life to Christ, it's brand burning time, mm-hmm. you know? And so several of them are in that category. Others are, are um, just believers who have not been in new age and want help with their marketing and their sales and, and their branding and, and all of that. So it's similar, but totally different. I won't work so, with new agers. I've had some come to me and I have a very serious application process. And if the person is, is a new age business, I, I won't work with so them. So what do you do differently with, um, a business that is um, uh, Christian-based versus one that is um, uh, New Age-based. What? How? What? How do you go about? It? Is there something majorly different that you do with these people? Oh, well, yes. I mean, okay. I essentially so shadow alchemy is the modality that i invented that became super popular and just kind of spread all literally all over the globe um that was my full my my kind of core modality and i essentially taught people how to alchemize their shadow into light so take any energetic barrier that they had to success and money and visibility and literally alchemize it into light except that it was the false light and when they did that through this modality literally just money would come clients would come speaking opportunities book deals crazy crazy stuff um i don't teach that anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's not up to us to appropriate what is only god's to give us so i don't do that. I teach them more of the business strategy. And I also teach them what I call spiritual warfare. So the the shadow alchemy modality is based on an archetype map that was not created by me. I learned it actually from Carolyn Mace, who um, really took it from Jung. And what I discovered when I was re reviewing all of my material and basically deleting 99.99% of it, was that this map is actually one of my clients calls it the enemy map. It is the perfect map to Satan's way that he sabotages us. And so now I use that 
as a, as a discernment tool for my clients. And I take them through this process of showing them exactly the, the cunning ways that Satan gets into our minds and our psyches and causes us, you know, we make 35,000 decisions a day, Mm -hmm. 35,000. Yeah. And how many of those are made under the influence, the deceptive influence of the devil? You're not smart enough. It's not time. Don't do it yet. You know, you don't know enough. You need more information. You need more training. What is everybody else doing? Maybe you should stop and wait. Do you have a plan? Do you see the end? This seems kind of risky. I don't know if you can manage this. I mean, I could go on and on. Right. These are voices and they come in four specific flavors. Only four. There's really only four voices inside of us that, that want to that want to deceive us and, and have us, and that we are so easily fall prey to. So now I teach them that as, a, as an essentially a, a tool of discernment that they can use in their own lives and businesses so that they don't fall prey to sabotage in their business. Okay. Um, and that they can use with their own clients for the same reason. Um, And then I teach them, you know, sales and marketing. I teach them, I get a really clear sense of what their real genius is and how they have not been speaking about it powerfully, how they're speaking about it to the wrong people, you know, trying to serve the wrong people, all all of that kind of business strategy stuff. I still do. That's all exactly the same. Mm -hmm. The way that they get over the barriers to success is totally different now. You know, I teach them how to hear the devil's voice. I teach them as much discernment as I can. And then I just leave them to prayer. You know, I, I, if they are struggling, I just say, you know, cause I don't know what God has in store for them. Mm-hmm. God may have a season of struggle, kind of like what you were saying, right? I threw you in, I put you into the hole yeah. you know, for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So if they're struggling, Maybe they're supposed to struggle. And this is one of the biggest challenges that I've had coming back in because before, if you're struggling, that's unnatural. Mm-hmm. Let's fix it. <laughs> struggle is unnatural. We're not meant to struggle. We're wired to thrive. That's what I taught. Mm-hmm. That's what I taught. We are wired for magic and thriving is in our bones or something. We are wired to thrive and genius is in our bones, something like that. And so if you're, if you're struggling, it just means you're in shadow somewhere in your life. You discover where the shadow is. You alchemize it into light. Boom. That is not, I don't, you, you know, it's like my, my husband says, I can't receive God's mail for you. You know, like you got to get on your knees and pray about removing this barrier or this fear of being visible and speaking your disruptive message or getting rejected on sales calls. I can help you with the strategy, but you got to go to God for the courage. You got to go right. to God for the discernment. You have to go to God for, you know, the faith. Right. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that um, if, if we were to be able to, let's say, we're in in the hole going back to that and and we were able to artificially get out of it then that just means that there's going to be another hole waiting across the road because you didn't learn and figure out what you needed to change inside 
and while you were in there, which was your purpose for being there. So you're just going to yeah. fall in another hole. And if you artificially get out of it, you're going to fall in another hole. And it's just going to keep happening, except the holes are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until you're, you hit the rock bottom. And it's like, okay, I got to figure this out. And then you start learning what you need to learn. And then that's when things are a little bit smoother. But it doesn't mean you're never going to have another hole, so to speak, because we're constantly learning and growing and becoming. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's not the same, but it's like people, some, some, most of the people who win the lottery, it's like, they've probably been yeah. praying forever that, you know, if I just win the lottery, I'd be happy while well, they get the money. And not only are they not happy, they, they end up throwing it away, losing yep. it, whatever yep. happens. And they, most of them end up worse off than they were before they won the lottery. And so I think that's what yeah. happens to us. If we don't learn those lessons where we've fallen in the hole in order to grow, because we can't handle what's coming if we don't grow in these ways. Yeah. Yep. I used to call it the dark angel. That's mm. what I used to all these moments of, you know, I used to talk about it. Like we, you know, we, we, um, there's a dark angel on this side of the door of the threshold and there's a light angel on the other side. I don't know how I would reframe these now. <laughs> this is part of the challenge is like all right. of my concepts mm -hmm. have well, to be It sounds like they're, they're valid tools. It's just they're worded in a way that no longer is congruent with who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Or, yeah. I mean, not to me, I would say no longer true. You know, there's, they're not, they're, they're, they might be valid tools and they might be beautiful ways of explaining something, but they're like wrong, you know? So, but the point being, when we approach an up level, when we approach the next level of our, of our, really what it is, is our, our stepping into a greater level of power, mm -hmm. God given power. God ordained power, power that we are meant to use from him and use according to his will. We're tested. And the closer you get to that threshold, the, 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 the stronger and more difficult the tests. And I believe the reason is because we are being shown what the next level looks and feels like. And if we can't handle that, that trial, that's that stands on this side of the threshold we don't actually want to walk through with we shouldn't want to walk through because the bigger um, you know the bigger level of power that we're working with comes with a lot more responsibility mm -hmm. backlash you know fear courage risk all kinds of things and so those trials you know, they, they seem to be our nemesis, but they are actually there to let us know how ready we are to deal with the greater um, bestowing of power that we're about to step into. So mm -hmm. the worst thing to do, and I see this a lot in people, is they get they get right to the doorway and that's when all the troubles happen. And they're like, 
I must not be meant to walk through the doorway and they yes. turn and they go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. That's not <laughs> where I'm supposed to be. Doing? Let me just, let me reroute. Yes. 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 I agree, but I will be honest, there are times when you get to that place, it it gets so uncomfortable that, and sometimes it's like it lasts for a little while. So you start thinking, well, am I being crazy to keep on working with this? Maybe I am, maybe this is the sign that I'm supposed to go another way. And so it takes a lot of um, strength and a lot of I guess uh, being able to go through the um, the the portal to the you know just through the door and because it's funny it was like there was a saying I heard a long time ago and it's like you know the old saying that when God um, closes a door, he opens a window or, or another door, whatever it is. Well, I heard another said that just because he opens the door for you to go through, doesn't mean it's not hell in the hallway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, I I try to keep that in mind when it feels like everything's going wrong. It's like, okay, let me, let me focus here. Let me see what is it I'm supposed to be learning from this right now? Um, yeah. Instead of going to that place of woes me, you know, how could it be this bad? How could this happen? How could that happen? So I've learned to at least turn it around and say, what's the lesson here that's going to help me to go where I want to be or where I'm supposed to go in my life? You know, what is yeah. the lesson? And I think that's where a lot of us end up walking away is because instead of looking at what we could learn so we can keep growing, it is, we look at it as though just walk away. I think, you know, so why me, I was going, I was talking about that archetype map. Why me is the victim. Mm -hmm. Why me, you know, why me? Um, And one of the ways that that's very um, easy Well, I I shouldn't say easy, simple, but not easy, powerful, but not is to just change the tone from why me to why me? Mm -hmm. What might be happening in me or, or, or what might it be about me that I'm going through this? That's meant to be of service to other people on the other side. You know, it, it mm-hmm. can actually become part of your understanding of your, of your story, of your right. why, of your purpose, of your mission. You know, if you can look at it, not from the why me God, but from why me, you know, it reminds me of Moses, mm-hmm. my favorite story of being called <laughs> ever, you know, he's a stutterer. He stutters. And his brother is an eloquent speaker. Mm -hmm. And God calls Moses to go talk to 600,000 Israelites, you know, who are in slavery in Egypt and to go talk to the Pharaoh, you know, and Moses literally says, pardon your servant, Lord, please pick somebody else. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And so in that case, you know, if we're like, why me? 
what if the what if the other question is okay so why me why me because now other people can understand that god picks imperfect people to carry his message god picks imperfect messengers to carry his message because he wants to show that's how he shows his glory that's how he works through that's how he uses our imperfection so mm-hmm. that's just an example of how i would help somebody use that kind of the devil wanting us to say why me why me which stops us in our tracks there's nowhere you right. can go you're dead in the water right right but to turn it into a question that has um movement in it curiosity courage humility surrender you know yes definitely so um we're getting close to to time on here so what is the one thing that you would like to leave all the listeners with um about your your journey your new message and um and i will be putting the um the links um i still need you to share those with me the actual links to uh, if you have any social media that you want shared mm-hmm. or Perfect. a website yeah. or anything like that but yep. tell people how they can get in touch with you as well. And then I will be sharing the stuff in the, um, in the bio and all that stuff. Yeah. So I have, um, a Facebook group right now that it's, it's called one thing it's going to be rebranded to called by grace. And that's really the place where I am working with, um, women who are either seriously questioning new age and really feeling called by grace to come back to God um, or have already done that. They've, they've, they've flipped over and they're, but both sides, they're, they're questioning, you know, what is true? What is, what is, what does the Bible really mean? And, and I am not equipped to answer that question. <laughs> so I bring in um, people that have been in the faith and in the word a long time who are, who are equipped to answer those questions and so right now I am, I'm creating, um, I haven't launched it yet, but I'm creating a, a, a 12 month experience for women to walk this journey of, of essentially stepping into their new personal identity in Christ and their new business identity mm-hmm. in Christ. Um, so that is what else, what, what are the, what was your other question? What, um, message what would you people? want them to take away from your story yeah. today and what you're your rebranding and what you're doing now. What is the yeah. main thing you would like them to to gather from that? Well, just that 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 if they are feeling called because there is a movement happening, more and more of us are leaving new age and turning to Christ. It is incredible. It is it the Holy Spirit is just sweeping through and gathering his children back to him. And so if you are on either side of that decision, um what well number one i would say accept the call no matter how scary no matter how unreasonable no matter how irritating accept the call number one and if you want help doing that if you want guidance um in all the different ways deprogramming your life deprogramming your business and then if you feel called to be a transformational coach stepping back into a business where God is at the center and where your faith is grounded in the truth and not in 
the newest place where I think Satan is operating, which is New Age Christianity. And there's a lot of churches out there who have been infiltrated with that. So if you want guidance and a community and support, then that's what I'm here to do. That is my new mission. And I would be honored to help with that journey. All right. Well, perfect. Well, thank you again so much for being here today. This has just been enlightening, I will say. And um, I I, want to tell the listeners as well, if you want to reach out to me, I will be having um, the links to my my YouTube channel and um, all my social media will be in the comments as well. And uh, if you if you feel like you want to reach out, please do. I would be more than happy to um, to talk to you. So with that said, please, please, please reach out to Lorna, reach out to me and don't feel like you have to journey on this alone. Amen. Yes. So be blessed and um, we will see you soon.